Hey there, everybody. Thanks for joining in. This is another episode of Not Too Taboo. I'm here with my my lady love. She's my cherub. <laughs> now I'm a cherub this She's week. my heartbeat. You know what's funny? I'm getting messages from people and they're like, first of all, I love you guys. The audience, you guys rock. Like, I love hearing from you guys and telling us how much you enjoy listening to the podcast. And thank you so much for so many five-star reviews. You guys rock. Um, but my favorite part is when people are just like, the two of you and your banter and like the fact that every week's like basically has like a new nickname for you is kind of funny. I did have it. And you cut me off. What, I'm a cherub this week. Nope. Nope. There what? was a whole thing, Gretchen. What? I was going to remind you that you're so important to me that you are my heartbeat. Oh. That you are my cherub and you are my sweetie pie. <laughs> I almost spit out my <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Wait, I am your heartbeat. That's yeah. very romantic Slade. That's because I love you so much. Wait, what made you say that? This has been a very, very hard week. I know. It's been a really hard week. I and know. So when you when you struggle through challenges that life tends to present, yeah. you you take a lot of time to reflect and sit back and realize how important the partnership that you have, the relationship you have with your wife, with the guy upstairs, with your kids, all of these things are like really important. So I like I like to sit back and reflect and you're just you're you're everything. Oh, that's so sweet. I love you for saying that. Yeah. For many of you that follow me on social media, you saw that it was a very tough week for our household. Um, ah, look at I'm already going to start crying. Don't start crying yet. You got to you got to build up to the drama. <laughs> I know it was. It was it was really challenging. And I mean, some of you only saw a small portion of it on social. Um, you know, sadly for me, I have you know uh, medical issues still going on with my son. My mom calls out of the blue. She's like, oh, I was in the emergency room. You know, I got taken into yeah. the hospital because of a hypertension issue with the heart, which is so unexpected because she's pretty, pretty healthy. So like I was completely derailed. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Then one of the one of the most horrific things for us is that sadly we were we were forced to say goodbye to one of our fur babies. Yeah. Which was really, really tough. Um, well, that, it's been 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. yeah. And that's. You know, his brother, we lost his brother two years ago. You know, Gretchen's had them both since they were, since they were born, basically. Yeah, like, since I think they were like 12 weeks old and uh, it was Rocco and Vito. So if you guys, oh my God, I'm not going to get through this podcast. You'll get through it. <laughs> um, if you guys remember from Housewives. Oh, <laughs> I know. This is it's, bad. It's, Maybe I shouldn't have done this right now. No, it's, it's very, very raw. But it just it goes to show, you know, how impactful they were in our lives and how much we love them. And this this is begs the question. It's like we always go, why, why do they have to be here in such a limited amount of time? I know I'm going to really take that up with God one day. Yeah. Right. Like they I mean, always ask you that question. Like when you get to the pearly gates, what would you say to God? <laughs> it's like, dude, why such a short lifespan on the docks? Yeah, like that. And why? Why do we have zits? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are so random right now. No, because zits aren't pretty. They make you ugly and feel bad. And I feel bad for all the teenagers and people. <laughs> How does your brain go from that? To I don't know. Um, okay, so okay, I'm gonna keep it together. So many of you guys remember from Housewives, uh, my two dogs, Rocco and Vito. They truly were my babies. I got them when I was first married. And I got to tell you a funny story about these babies. So at the time, we didn't know you weren't supposed to buy dogs at pet stores, but you know, this was almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. 
And I uh, had a friend that had these dogs. They were they were Chewinies. And I was like, that is the cutest like dog ever. They were so sweet. They had the sweetest demeanor. They were like the Tr- perfect Truly size. half Chihuahua, half Dachshund, right? Yeah. That's where the name came from? Half, half Chihuahua, half Dachshund. And they were just the sweetest dogs. And I was like, I really want to get a Chewini. <laughs> so I came home to my ex-husband. And I was like, I want a Chewini. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Right? He's just like, what? I can imagine that, by the way. Right? That I'm conversation. Like, I'm like out walking the dog. Some <laughs> dude goes by with a pit bull. Yeah, what's your dog, man? Oh, he's a black German shepherd. What you got there, bro? Yeah, man. Chewini. <laughs> it's like a wiener dog with short legs. Chewini. Yeah. <laughs> the name alone just brings a smile to your face. So anyways, um, I so my friend called me and said, oh, my gosh, I know this um, pet store that, that got some Chewinis in. Da, da. So I go down to the pet <laughs> Who store. Who knows a pet store that just randomly got set Chewinis? <laughs> I don't know. Hey I man, think that's where she market. got hers. Hey it's, it's, it's a puppy black market looking for <laughs> Chewinis. Highly desirable. No, so Fits she, inside of I an think Oscar that's Meyer where she, Stop it. I okay. think that's why she... Um, where she got her babies. And so I think that she knew and called the guy and said, I have a friend that wants these dogs. So if you get any more in. So anyways, so I go to the uh, pet store to get one dog. And um, I walk in and there here's Rocco and Vito in this cage together in this, you know, glass thing, whatever. And they're romping around and having so much fun. I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute. And little Rocco Bear had the cutest little face ever. And Vito did too. He looked like a toy. Rocco looked he like literally toy. looked like a squeezy toy. Yeah. And and Vito did too, but Vito was more like the ugly duckling of the two, right? And so I was like, oh, I want to play with Rocco. So they bring Rocco out because he just had the sweetest little face. And so they bring him out and I set on I they set him on the floor and I start playing with him. And all of a sudden he just like sits and looks up at the crate and starts whining. Looks up at the like the glass and starts whining. And then Vito, that was still in the glass, starts whining back down, looking at Rocco. And I said to the guy, the the owner of the store, I said, oh, my God, that's so cute. And he's like, yeah, they're brothers. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, they're brothers. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like they so want to be together. So I said, well, can I see the other one? So he brings Vito out of the crepe. And they literally light back up and they are romping around and playing and they're so cute together. And I look at my ex-husband and he's like, oh, don't, don't even think about it. And I was like, no, we have to get both. They're so cute. Look at how happy they are together. And he's like, absolutely not. Like, you're not allowed to, like, we came here to get one. It's already going to be so much work. You're not getting both. So long story short, I I wouldn't go home with him because I was so mad at him that he wouldn't let me take both. I literally sat outside on the curb and I- In front of the pet store. In front of the pet store. And I sat there and I pouted and I would not get in the car. And he left me there. (laughs) (laughs) He left me there and I stayed there for three hours till he finally came back. And he finally was like, you're not going to leave until I let you get both. And I was like, absolutely. And (laughs) so he finally let me get both. And just so the listeners understand- I can confirm this type of behavior. <laughs> I have 11 years of experience. I've seen a pattern. This is what happens. I'm very stubborn. And when I want what I want, I, I get it. Jesus balls. <laughs> That's so true. Um, no, I mean, honestly, it was one of those things where I think it was like my gut just knowing that I needed to have both these boys in my life. And I don't know. It was well, really strange. They needed to be together. Too. And they needed to be together. And don't get me wrong. It was tough, man, at the very beginning, because literally we were like, bottle feeding them like it was like hardcore but and we were tired like it was like what we were going through with sky now like they yeah. were up all night whining crying wanting to pee wanting i mean it was a lot 
But, you know, as the years went on, um, they were just, they were the closest of brothers ever. And they were so precious together. And they truly became my children. And for many of you out there that know how much I struggled with trying to get pregnant for many years with Slade, um, these guys were my babies. I mean, I had the stroller. I had the car seats. I had every, like, outfit possibly known to dress them up in. It was straight up embarrassing everybody. Although Vito would always go dogatonic whenever I would dress them up in, (laughs) like, an outfit or whatever. So the funny part about this whole story is that Rocco and Vito I loved and adored so much, so much equally. But you know when you just like connect with an animal and they feel like they're truly like your spirit animal? That was Vito for me. Rocco was just the most loving, sweetest dog ever. But Vito, like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. He had this quirky, silly personality. And him and I just connected on such a deep level. And I knew, I knew that it was going to be really, really hard on me. I mean, the Rocco thing was so hard on me, but I think it's because we lost him before... It was Before too his soon time, for yeah. Him. yeah, it was we, too soon. He, they had got sick from some bad dog food that got recalled. All three of the dogs got sick, and then Rocco just didn't recover. Rocco didn't recover because he had a liver issue already. So, yeah. so that was really, really hard on Slade and I. And actually, it was so hard I wasn't even able to talk about it on social media because it was just so devastating for me. I, I remember, babe. I feel like I was in bed for almost a month. Like I yeah. couldn't even get out of bed. I was so devastated yeah, over that bad. one. And here's the thing, like I had 16 beautiful years with Rocco and 18 beautiful years with Vito. So I'm so blessed that I had so many years of memories and love and I got to love on them. They got to love on me. So I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm not grateful for that, but it doesn't make the pain and the loss and the grief any Any less or any easier to deal with. And, um, and so anyways, it was just a really tough week, but I got to tell you guys, I am so incredibly blessed to have so many amazing friends and family that surround us because anybody that knew me knew how much my dogs meant to me and that they truly were my children. And the fact that I, I literally like still you look around the house and it's, it's like, I, I live at a flower shop. Like we got sent so many beautiful bouquets and so many beautiful cards. And I mean, just we're so blessed. Like I really am so lucky. Super, super sweet. I want to thank everyone as well because I was off the hook that week. (laughs) No, you and my brother. There were so many things that kept coming to the house. You and my brother went out and got us, got me a beautiful arrangement as well. So we did, but I feel like some of your friends put us to shame a little bit. No, it doesn't matter. You know what? Here's the thing I want to tell you guys something about. I was just having this conversation with my best friend, Lisa. You know, I feel like and I feel like you really see and find out who your real friends are when when shit hits the fan. Very true. I feel like it's not even just friends, by the way. What do you mean? Well, this happens in relationships, too. So what happens is everyone pretends to be something when they're first dating or when you're together because they're putting their best foot forward. I'm trying to make an impression and like everything's all great. Right. Yeah. And it isn't until you get down the road where people start to settle in, they get comfortable. Yeah. And then the hard stuff happens because guess what? It's easy to be in a relationship when you're going to the movies, you're going to dinner, you're hanging out, dancing with your friends, all the fun stuff. That's easy. Yeah. The, the testament to me is what happens when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Is that person by your side through thick and thin in the best of times and the toughest of times? And mm-hmm. I will tell everyone that, that is the greatest characteristic about you that I always appreciate it. Mm. When hard stuff happens, so many people that we know 
run the other way. Mm -hmm. They disappear. They've even said, oh, we'd love to help you or what can we do? But then they never follow through and you mm -hmm. just don't hear from them. And, and Gretchen is that one person in my life when I'm dealing with the medical issues or whatever we're having to struggle with at that time. Gretchen runs at adversity. She stands in the face of challenge and hardship and just runs at it oh. and, and, and just deals with it. And honestly, I tell everybody, that's why we're together. That's the person I want by my side. Yeah, I don't need somebody to hang out with me when it's all good and everyone's making great money and you're going out and partying and having all the good times. I want that person who's there thick and thin who can handle the tough shit. Because guess what? Life is hard. Yeah. Life yeah. is hard for everybody. Yeah. Especially now, you know, we're experiencing something like we are with COVID-19. Yeah. Did we ever think we'd have to struggle through, you know, a, a pandemic like this and have to live through it? I mean, for God's sakes, I went out last night to get us food and it was driving around to some of our favorite restaurants. Not only are they closed, they're gone. Wow. You know, they're not coming back yeah, from that, so you know? And so what are those families doing, you know? Don't it's, even get me started on that because I have so hard. a whole other opinion about that. Thank you, baby, for that sweet compliment. But I have to say it goes both ways. You know, like it, it doesn't work when you have one partner that's willing to stand there with you through adversity and, you know, get, go through the hard stuff. And then the other partner doesn't show up like that. And that's that's part of the reason that I am with you is because you are the exact same person. And actually you I mean. <laughs> So many people don't know, you know, everything that we've been through in our 11 years together, but if people really knew they would be like, wow, you guys have like been through it all. And we're just, the, we're, it's like, it's so true. Like we have a next, we have a next door neighbor that was like struggling so much with stuff. And this guy was such a jerk and she was dating this guy and he, you know, basically bailed on her when her, when her uh, brother passed away and like all that. And we were just like, oh my gosh. And she kept going back to this guy and hanging out with him. And we were but like, his true colors presented themselves when something really hard happened. Cause yeah. Because the brother died of a, an overdose. Right? Yeah. Like an addiction yeah. issue. And, and he just he couldn't he, handle it. He couldn't handle it. And he checked out. And and she like wanted to marry this guy. And we had to like sit her down. We had to be like, girl, this is not your guy. Like yeah. you deserve so much more than this. So for all those listeners out there, really think about that. Think about, you know, whoever you're with. Like, are they the type of people that are going to be there through the hard stuff? Because life is tough. Don't don't get me wrong. There's some wonderful, great things in life. And I think you should celebrate life and make the best of it as, as much as you can. But there's stuff you're going to deal with in your life. There's adversity. There's financial issues. There's deaths. There's sickness. There's, you know. Well, relationship, family. Yeah. There's you know, gonna, things that are out of your control. Yeah. You know? There's always going to be things that come your way. And you really want to be with a person that's going to that's gonna be there with you and like sit in it and like ride that wave with you. So I don't know. That's my advice on that. But um, but yeah, so that was that was a really tough one for me. Um, I had to just take a couple of days off of work and social and and just really wrap my head back around, you know, just, you know, and here's the other thing. I really want to say this to you guys. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's your goldfish. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's your hamster. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, God forbid your child, a family member. It doesn't matter, you know. I think we're so taught to just be strong and get through it and like push through it. And it's like, you know, I, as much work as I had to do last week, as so, I had things on calendar and I had to cancel it. It was one of those things where I was just like, you know what, I need to, I need to be in it right now. I need to sit in my grief and I need to experience it and I need to not hold it back. And I just did like, we put them down Monday night and Tuesday, I just literally was in bed all day and I just yep. cried and I just cried and I just, 
was sad and it was okay to be sad and to mourn and to go through that. And I, and I cried on and off throughout the whole rest of the week. And clearly it still affects me when I talk about it. So it's okay. It takes time to grieve. I mean, you can't expect to have, you know, an animal or family member, somebody for, you know, for me, I had Vito for half of my lifetime, half of my lifetime. He went through, he was with me, Rocco and Vito were with me through some of the most, like, big well, moments tr- well, in my trying life. Trying and challenging times too, because yeah. you think about how difficult it was, you know, and just to, to touch briefly on the the hardships of dealing with housewives, right? Yeah. Dealing with those people that you think mm-hmm. are your friends, you find out they're really not your friends. They're willing to say and do things to keep their paycheck. And when you come home, you know, it's Rocco yeah. and Vito who are going to curl up next to you and yeah. give you unconditional love and support and be there for you. You know, it's like, yeah. You understand why that relationship is so important for yeah. people. A lot of people um, don't know this because, you know, they didn't know me like prior to Housewives, but I was married. So they were there with me through my marriage, my divorce. Um, they were there uh, when Jeff got sick. And it was interesting because I remember so distinctly um, Jeff and I lived up in his Newport Coast home. And I remember there was like a week where the dogs just laid all over Jeff and just wanted to be with Jeff. And normally they are with me. I mean, they love Jeff, but they normally were with me and like laying on me. And it was so odd because they just kept wanting to get up and curl next to him and be next to him. And even he noticed he's like, that's so weird. And like a week later he was diagnosed with cancer. It's like weird things like that, that I felt like my dogs knew. knew And then, um, you know, when Rocco passed away, I was, I was totally devastated because I, Slade and I were right in the middle of like all of our IVF stuff. And I really wanted my dogs to meet my baby if I, you know, was able to get pregnant. And so I kind of feel like Vito held on because Vito had lung cancer and it was really bad and he was really struggling. And I felt like he really held on for, um, that time of me being pregnant. And I remember every night he was just laying on my belly and like, was so protective over me. And then when Sky was born and Sky just loved him and they had such a cute little bond. And I was just so glad he got to have a full year with Sky and got yeah. to connect with her. And and Sky got to experience, you know, dogs in her life. And we have little Remy left. And Remy is our sweet rescue that we rescued now almost seven years ago. And we actually thought he was going to be the first to go because he Because he's the oldest. He was the oldest. We thought, I mean, they, we, well, he wasn't the oldest, but he was one year younger, but they were like, look, we don't know how long he has. Yeah. So we thought the most we'd have him for a couple of years. And now we've had him for seven years and he's on his last leg too. I mean, he can barely see and he's like struggling, but he's because of how good you took, you took care of him. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. They, they told me I was going to go 10 years ago, but <laughs> you've kept me around. Um, tell everybody who didn't, who doesn't follow you on social. And if you don't shame on you, uh, what happened with. <laughs> With um, the the night after Vito passed, oh. what did you and Courtney see on Skylar's Whoa, monitor? This was so weird. Okay, okay, this is so cool. I don't know if any of you out here have ever experienced this, but some really strange, cool things happened to us after Rocco passed away. Um, where you definitely felt like his spirit came back and was visiting you. And they say that when when a spirit, like when somebody passes like before their time or when somebody like you weren't ready to let them go or you're still struggling with letting them go, the things that I've read has said that the spirit comes back to visit you and let you know that they're okay and give you peace and give you, you know, comfort during your time. 
And like we had told you guys the story, you know, Rocco passing, we felt like he shouldn't have passed at that time. And we were just really struggling with it. Well, Rocco came back and I can't even begin to tell you, there's so many stories around it, but he did so many amazing things to let us know his presence was still there. And it really just, it shook us a little bit to our core because we had never experienced that before to that level, like on a supernatural level that was so powerful that it really just brings you to tears. Like you were just like, does, oh yeah. my gosh, that was so wild. Well, so, I, well, I wonder if other people have heard this too. So they they say that that the spirit wants to remind you that they're there because they put things in your path. And one of the things that they put in your path is a feather. Well, okay, this was, when I looked this up, this was specifically, I think about, well, maybe not just animals, but I was looking up articles just on animals and what they do and how they communicate to you. So yeah. there was multiple things they said that they would leave something like in your path, like a random feather or random rocks or like weird little things that maybe, you know, like out front of your porch, like why would there be just a random feather sitting on your porch when you don't live next to a, next to a duck pond or whatever, you know what I mean? Or like, why would we there... all live next to a duck pond. <laughs> but like, why would there be two random rocks like just hanging out there all of a sudden or, yeah. you know, just like these little things, but you have to be open to it and you have to be looking for it and recognize it. And they also talked about, you know, high pitched noises that that sometimes they do or they, they communicate through the TV or through the radio. Remember all that? No. Oh, <laughs> well, anyways, I read all these articles because I really needed some help dealing with my grief and getting through this. So I went, went and started reading all these articles because I said to Slate, I'm like, I've never felt this deep of grief before. Like, I felt grief with with Jeff, don't get me wrong, but it was really strange because it was like, like ripping my heart out. Like it felt unbearable. It was really weird. And I couldn't comprehend why I was feeling so like lost and, yeah. and just engulfed with my emotions. And it was interesting because some people had um, written in these articles that sometimes an animal is even harder sometimes than losing a loved one because as humans, you experience emotions with humans, like like deep emotions of like- Well, you, some you like, some you well, don't. Well, this is what There's I was gonna conflict, say. Yeah, you know. sometimes like you, throughout a relationship with another human being, like you might have conflict or you might have arguments or there might be things that really bothered you about them or they said some really hurtful things to you in your lifetime or whatever. And not saying, not taking anything away from that, but there's, it's, it's more of a complicated relationship. Whereas with an animal, especially a pet, especially a pet, like a dog, cat, something like that. I mean, you might not get it from a goldfish, but like from a dog and a cat, especially there's unconditional love all yep, the time. Just pure love. Just pure love. And and you don't even realize how much they are with you 24-7. Like you you sit down on the couch to go watch TV and they like jump up and are on your lap or touching you or you're petting them or like you just don't even realize or they're your shadow following you around the house or- Because they become an extension of you. Yeah, they become an extension of you. And the thing like with dogs in particular, like you literally walk out the door to go like water the plants and you walk back in and they act like they haven't seen you in two weeks. Like they're so <laughs> excited to see you, right? <laughs> so it's just those little little things, those endorphins that um, you know go off in your brain, this, this, this feeling, this love that you get from these animals that when all of a sudden one day it's just gone, it truly affects like your psyche and your mental health on, yeah. on a much deeper level than you even realized that it was gonna happen. So I'm sharing this with you guys because if you've ever experienced the loss of like a pet or something like that, I'm hoping that giving you 
this um, understanding might help you understand a little bit better of like how to deal with those emotions, well, how you're feeling, why you're feeling it. Cause it's to be completely expected. And it's important that you do embrace that and yeah. not try to shove it down or hide it in some way. Yeah. Right. Embrace the feeling. Yeah. And so anyways, I got off sidetrack, but the point is, is that they say that a lot of the times that they'll leave these little messages for you. So there was so many times that Slade and I were walking out the door. We'd be somewhere. Slade even Well, had I found to- it first. Here's the thing that was interesting. So you had read all that, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know you had read all that. You were kind of doing all your research. Yeah. And I feel like I stepped outside and I said something to the effect of, why is there a feather on our porch? Yeah. And you're like, what? I'm like, yeah, there's a random, it's a feather. Well, you, I think it wasn't on the porch. Remember, I think it was stuck in the in the grass, the two little feathers stuck oh, yeah, in the grass. sticking up from the grass. Yeah. Which was even weirder because the feathers had to like get stuck in the grass. Like like someone had almost placed them there. Yeah. So that they were like waving in the wind a little bit when you walked out. And it was almost like, for me, it was symbolic of like Rocco and Vito, like the two feathers. It was really strange. So anyways, I fully started crying. I was just like, oh my God. And he's like, what, 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 like, why are you, you freaking out about this? And I was like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen a feather like on our driveway or down on our front porch? Like that's so random. He was like, well, no, now that you say it. Anyway, so little things like that happened to us over and over and over, over again. Like we continued to find feathers all the time in the most random places. And remember, not- you had to leave to go to Texas. I was just gonna say, yeah. So I was in Texas on business. Um, I sent on a board uh, directors down there, and I was with the partners on the golf course, mm-hmm. and we were golfing. And you had called me to check in. I think I was crying because I was you having were a moment because you were having a moment w- about the loss of Rocco because it was so close to that, and we were we were chatting about it. And I literally hung up the phone with you mm-hmm. and walked over to grab my golf ball. Mm-hmm. And there was a giant eagle feather yeah. <laughs> on the golf course yeah. sitting up. Yeah. Like someone had stuck it in the ground by my freaking golf ball. Do you remember you and brought I, it home for me? I did. I called uh-huh. you. I put it in my ba- golf bag and I called yeah. you back and I go, you are not going to believe this. Like yeah. We just brought up Rocco's name and here's this giant feather in front yeah. of me on the golf course. And he appeared. So, so that continued to happen to us so many times, uh-huh. right? And then the big one for us... Was and so we're we're starting to embrace this. Well, like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe this is real. Maybe his spirit is still here. He yeah. he wasn't ready to go. We have a, a a window, a large window that's in front of our sink, and we used to have one of those pa- paper towel holders that used to sit up on the sink. Yeah, and we had opened up the window just to get some fresh just air, to get some fresh which we air, never do which in the kitchen. Yeah, we like never do. But we had opened up that window, and um, the blinds were up. So the little strap is hanging down off the blind and Gretchen says something to the effect of, I, I feel like Rocco's here. Rocco, are you here? Yeah, and I go, cause I, cause for some reason I was just feeling this really strange presence, the way the wind was blowing and I felt the air and I was just like, I was like, God, it's really strange. Like I feel like I feel Rocco and I literally called out and I was like, Rocco, I was like, let me know if you're here. And I don't know what I was expecting. Like I had no idea what I was expecting, but I had told Slade when he showed me the, the feathers, I had told him all these different signals that they give you, you know, like the high pitched sounds, the, the chimes, the feathers, the rocks. Like I was going down the list of like all these things. And so I literally say that. I think I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't in the kitchen anymore. I think it was like around, round, like. You might've been on the couch in the living room or somewhere like that. And I think we had the back door. It was just a nice day. So mm-hmm. I think we had the, all the windows open and everything. And she goes, she goes, I really feel like maybe Rocco's here. Rocco, if you're here, give me a sign. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it goes, ding. <laughs> 
And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, that's freaking us out I literally now. looked at Slayton and I was like, what the hell was that? I was like, did you just hear that dinging noise? Yeah. And, and she, he was like, and yeah. And you're like, Rocco, is that really you? Like, I was like, Rocco, is that really you? If that's goes, you, do that again. And it goes, ding, like, ding, ding, remember? Uh-huh. It goes, ding, ding, ding. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then we start looking around. I get up and like, I go. where's it coming from? Where's, like, it where's coming this from? nose coming from? And we walk over to the kitchen and lo and behold, cause I, cause I literally walk in the kitchen. I was like, where are you? And it dings again. And I look at the kitchen window and the string that was hanging down off of the shade had to literally blow perfectly to hit the paper towel rack, the metal rod, the metal rod, which is really thin. Like it had to like perfectly hit it. Yeah. We had run out of paper towel. So the rod is just sitting on the counter by itself. Yeah. So to have the wind direct, that little strap and the little <laughs> plastic piece on the end of it to hit that little tiny metal rod perfectly. That was a trip, right? It was so trippy. But and by the, the way, people must think we're probably think we're crazy, crazy at this moment. But, but. <laughs> but this is a true story. It's just such a true story. And like, so we're standing in the kitchen and we're completely dumbfounded that she's, you know, called to Rocco. And by the way, l- let me just explain though. Like, so we, we specifically say Rocco, you hear Rocco. And that's when it would ding. And then it would stop. And then the wind would blow, still blow, but the, the thing would not hit. Yeah, it was swerving all over the place. It was place, swerving right? all over the place. It wouldn't hit it. No, it wouldn't hit it. So so we're in the kitchen talking about it. And like, you can just imagine our jaws are dropped. We can't believe we just experienced it. And Gretchen says for a third time, Rocco, if it's really you, how do we know that it's really you? And this is what happens, you guys. Ding, 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 ding. Like over ding, and ding. over and over it again. It's perfectly hitting this. this rock. Like, like the wind is blowing. Like it's not like, I mean, it, there's, it was the weirdest thing ever. Both Slade and I are fully crying. Like we were just like, oh my God. Like and legit we wanted to pack our bags. We thought we were exorcism. <laughs> yeah. No, actually it was a very beautiful moment. And I have to tell you though, and oh, they say that they come, remember like an insects, uh, not insects, but like butterflies, butterflies or like stuff, yeah. if a moth shows up or something and flies um, in the space when you're talking about them, which happened a lot. So anyways, there's just really, really cool things like that. And I know it sounds crazy, but it, it was interesting. It was a healing process for us. It allowed us to realize that he was there. His presence was there. He was, he was saying he was okay. So anyways, um, that's what happened with Rocco. So now fast forward to Vito. If you guys follow me on social, you saw this last week. Um, and actually you can still see it on my post, the post where I posted um, that last moment I had with Vito before we had to put him down on my feed. And again, you know, I don't like you know, posting really sad moments. I try to keep my social really positive and upbeat, but I also feel, and I posted this on my stories that, you know, I think it's important for me to also show the other side sure, of the life. Real, real and, authentic moments. Yeah. And the stuff that's hard and, you know, really going through it and really experiencing those emotions because I don't want people to ever think that, you know, our life is pic- picture perfect or everything's just great and we're always happy and we're having parties and we're doing this. It's like it's not, you know, like it's just not. Like we have really rough days too. And this was a really raw, hard moment, you know, to be there with him and hold him in those last moments before we had to put him down. And making that decision alone is just the worst decision ever because you don't know if it's too soon. You don't know if it's too late. Like you just don't want him to suffer everything that you go through. And so I shared that, but if you scroll through there, you'll see these videos of what I'm talking about. Yeah. So can I just I, tell you, it's, it's, it's cool that you are willing to, to do that and be so open and authentic because if you sit down and really think about it, we can't enjoy the good without the bad. 
Yeah. Because it is the happy times. It's the successes in our life and these things that keep us excited and motivated. But at the same time, without the struggles, without the hardship, without the loss, you, you can't appreciate those other things. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the yin and yang. You have yeah. to have both. And, and I think the fact that you are, you know, able to be so open, honest, raw, because, you know, there's some things you really have to question. Do I really want to expose this in my life? Yeah. But when it comes down to it, being authentic and truly who you are as an individual is that supersedes everything else. Yeah. So I think that's that's awesome. I'm trying to be more social. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, get, you are. get myself on social media because I'm not on social media very often. Yeah. But I, I do. I, I sit back and watch and I go, how does she do that? Like, she's so good at that. Oh, you're so sweet, honey. You know what, though? I know that my fans appreciate it and love it. And they come to me and say, thank you so much for being so real. And and I feel like that's why I have the fan base that I have. Is because so they I, know it's okay. It's, it's yeah. okay to not be perfect. Yeah, it's okay per- to not be okay. It doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. And it's okay to not be okay, too, you know? Um Everyone knows I'm not okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm off by just that much. But so anyways, um, so on Monday night, I had asked Vito to give me a sign because I was obviously really struggling. And I just said, Vito, I need you to give me a sign, buddy, that you're okay and that you're, you know, at Rainbow Bridge and all of those things. Anybody that has lost a loved one knows about Rainbow Bridge. That's where the animals go to to hang out for when we come to meet them at Rainbow Bridge and go off into heaven together. But anyway, yeah. so um, so I, I asked him to give me a sign. So, and I wasn't really like getting many signs and I was like struggling with it. And, and, uh, <laughs> and so the next day, our nanny Courtney <laughs> came, was at the house with uh, Skye. And it was so weird because she's like, hey, she's like, um, she doesn't know, like, she she hasn't known Vito long. Yeah. Maybe a few months here. She hasn't, We haven't told her any of this stuff. She yeah, she has no clue about Vito and some of the stuff, like, when we take pictures of him and, like, how his eyes look and all the stuff. Oh, that's right. That's right. You have to, Maybe you have to set that up a little bit. Have you guys ever taken a picture of your pet at night? And what's really odd is that their eyes reflect. Well, not all dogs, because when I used to do it with Rocco, it never happened. When I did it with Vito, his eyes would turn that really weird like green, green right? superhero, like, yeah. like he looked like he was like super dog. He did. He looked like he was infected with kryptonite or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the pictures of Vito, his eyes would glow green. Yeah, they would glow green. And so... And this is especially at night, right? Because the flash yeah. is like reflecting off yeah. their, their eyes. So anyways, um, Courtney obviously doesn't know anything about that because I've never shown her a picture randomly of like, hey, here's Vito with green eyes, right? So anyway, she goes, she goes, um, she goes, Gretchen, I want to show you something really weird that I noticed in Skye's room while she's sleeping. And she, we have a monitor on Skye's crib and she zooms in and to the left of Skye's crib, there's these two little eyes green, eyes, green eyes that literally looked exactly like Vito. Well, and you could see like a shadow of something that was there, almost yeah. like he it was, was like sitting the outline, next, like an outline of uh-huh. him sitting, he like sitting on his uh-huh. back feet yep. Yep. and watching her crib. Uh huh. And it was like, he was literally sitting there looking at her while she was sleeping yeah. and like, oh, like, like looking over her. And, and we took a screenshot of it too, right? We you took t- a did screenshot. You, did you post it? Did you post it on oh, social? Yeah. yeah. I posted it, the whole thing. So I literally start crying and Courtney's like, oh my God, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And I was like, you don't understand. I like literally asked Vito for a sign 
oh my God, that's Vito. And she's like, what do you mean that's Vito? Like she was like all freaked out. She, her face got all red. She was like flushy. Like it scared her. She was yeah. like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's Vito. And I was like, it's Vito. I'm like, no, it's a good thing. Like I know it's him. So anyways, I, t- I said to her, don't tell Slade. I want you to just show him the picture and I want you to watch his reaction. And so I filmed it while um, I had Courtney give him the phone and you see it on my social. He's, and he's like, no way. He's like, no way. When he finally saw it. And I was like, babe, it's Vito. And he's like, oh my gosh. And it was just that moment for us where we realized like, oh my gosh, he came back. He's letting us know he's okay. He's letting us know he's watching over Sky. And Slade's like, I'm going to go in the room and see what's there. Like, there has to be like a toy, like, a, a, you know, like something's one of the, reflecting. Something's is it a doll reflecting or something? a doll with their eyes or, or a puppy dog toy or something. He walks in the room, which again, this is all on my video because I, I walk in the room too and I film it. And there's no there's nothing there, you guys. There, I mean, there's a there's a toy box, but it's there's nothing in there that has like eyes, or anything. Could refl- no, it was a soft plush little thing, and it wasn't it wasn't like facing the crib in any way. It's it was like, so weird, but but meaning the toys that were sitting on top, which is what would have reflected in that thing. There was nothing on there that even had any reflective anything. No there was nothing. Properties, yeah, there was nothing, you guys, and I literally was like, that is so weird. And Slade came back downstairs and he's like, you guys, there's nothing in the room. Like there's nothing there. And then you look at the monitor and it's still there. It's still there, yeah. So it was one of those moments where it just tripped us out. And then, you know, of course I text my family and my friends and everyone's like, oh my God, it's Vito. Cause the people that like know Vito and seen yeah. those pictures were like, oh my God, that's so weird. So- You know what this makes me want to do? What? We have to invite our friend Bill Phillips on the show. We need to invite Bill Phillips. Bill, well, yeah, the medium. Bill Phillips is a medium, and he, he was on my radio show. Um, I spent two and a half years as midday drive for Playlist 92.7, um, and he was one of my guests on that show. And this is what really educated me, I guess, to mm-hmm. what really happens with mediums and all these other people. I had no idea. I had yeah. no education. He spent two and a half hours speaking into existence, I guess, what was going to happen over the next two weeks. Was so I was weird. so weirded out, but so intrigued and thought it was so cool. Yeah. So, and and the minute you become open to these things or the possibilities of it, you start, it's, it's like presenting itself in your life for some yeah. reason. It's really weird. Well, but because it's, it's, it's cool. Well, as, as Bill explained, it's your spirit guides letting you know about, it, it's your spirit guides connecting to you and communicating with you. Yes. And so. That's what that six senses, that gut yeah. feeling you get. Yeah. It's a spirit yeah. guide. Which by the way, you guys, I have, a, I have a story to tell you about that. And I think this is really important for all my parents out there to listen to this. This is super, super important. I was on Facebook and I don't really go on Facebook like ever. And I was on Facebook and one of those ads popped up, right? And the ad pops up and it's for this product called LifeVac. And it was, it's a, it's a, it's a one-way valve that actually can pull out whatever's obstructing your airway yeah. and pull it's out. It's like a suction device for a choking victim. Yeah. For a choking. Thank you. And it was so strange because it's late at night. I'm on my Facebook. I see this and I literally, I don't know why, but that gut feeling, that thing that pulls at your heartstrings was like, I got to order this. Yep. You guys, I ordered it and I don't know why, but I was just like, I really should order this. And then when I come to find out, I find out that there's over 5,000 deaths a year from choking children death. A child dies every five days from a choking hazard. Like any parent's worst nightmare, right? 
So anyways, I don't know why, but my gut told me this. And I'm telling you guys this because if your gut tells you something, if your heartstrings is pulling at you for something, listen to it because it is your spirit guide communicating something to you. Skylar's first birthday, okay? We're up at my girlfriend's house. We have all this beautiful decor for mermaid theme, all this really pretty sparkly um, sequence and everything. And one of the larger sequin pieces off of the cake table, tablecloth. Yeah. And so people understand some of the fabric that was, you know, because it was a, a, a kind of a fishy mermaid theme, we got this really cool material that had reflective, almost iridescent yeah. uh, sequins hanging off of it, but yeah. they were extremely large. They were almost the size of a quarter, right? They were pretty good size yeah. sequins, yeah. but some of them were being pulled off the cloth. Well, they weren't being pulled off. They just like, off. yeah, like when, because they were so delicately like uh, sewn on there so that they would reflect. Like if anyone's ever seen a sparklets water truck go by yeah. and all the little things that yeah. kind of glisten on the side of the truck, sparklets, yeah. you should be a sponsor of the show. <laughs> uh, but that's what it was. It was like these, these yeah. So they're like circles. very lightly like sewn onto this fabric so that they could so kind of move around. And move. Yeah. And, yeah. So anyways, a couple of them fell off obviously while doing this, putting together this whole little, you know, backdrop. Well, Sky, I guess had picked up one and, and she had put it in her mouth. Nobody had seen that. Nobody knew that. Um, and I'm over at the pool and I'm sitting her on the mermaids to take a picture. And I kind of step back to be behind the photographer so that I'm not in the picture. And I look and she opened her mouth to like laugh or do something. And I saw the sequence on the side of her mouth. Because the light hit it, Because right? the sun was reflecting on it. And I literally start screaming, oh my God, there's something in her mouth. There's something in her mouth. And I start to go really quickly to her and my skirt was really long. So I legit trip on my skirt. Yeah, you fell on the ground, fell on the I side fall, of the pool, right? I fall on the, on the ground where there's like hard, um, those stone. And I scratch my leg all up and I trip and I fall and I'm crawling now on the ground. And people are like, what is going on with her? I jump in the pool, my skirt, everything is like up to above my knees now. And I go and I stick my finger in her mouth and I, I'm going like this and everyone's like, Gretchen. And she starts crying and I'm like aggressively in her mouth and I can't find it. And everyone's like, Gretchen, there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. I'm like, you guys, there's something in her mouth. I saw it. I know it. And I go again and I do a swipe and I go really far back into her mouth and lo and behold, there it was. And I pulled it out. And I am hysterically crying. I'm shaking. I'm crying. Everyone's like, oh my God, how did you see that? And I was like, I saw the reflection from the sun. And all of my friends were like, that was your mommy instincts, like kicking into high gear and like literally saving your daughter's life. Because you guys, there is no way if that sequence went down her throat, it would have got lodged and it yeah, would have been you stuck. You wouldn't get it out. I wouldn't have been able to get that out. And that's one of the things that we learned too, which is why, you know, the fact that you had... It's so weird too because you ordered the life vac okay, so before. That's, this is the point that I'm trying to say. Though. I know, but let me tell people the importance of this. Kids have died because they stuck a leaf in their mouth. Mm -hmm. They swallowed the leaf. Mm -hmm. Things that are so thin like that that get lodged in the in the trach. Mm -hmm. Heimlich isn't going to pull it no. out. You're not going to get that out because uh -uh. It, it gets stuck. 
it won't move. It's yeah. not like a large object like they yep. choked on a piece of food. That's different. You can yeah. get that to expel. Yeah. But when you're talking about something that's so thin like that, mm-hmm. and especially this little sequence because it's plastic. Yeah. Right? It's paper. Can you thin. imagine if that got it's, lodged like and the it was the like the size way? of a nickel or the size of a quarter, and it would basically block her entire airway. I know. And I literally, it was so weird because I didn't, I had not, I didn't bring that life back with us to that party, which I have learned my lesson. I, that, I got the travel one too, the travel kit so that I have that everywhere. Um, I go, the restaurants, at the park, I, I don't care. And the nanny knows how to use it now, everything. I've showed my family members. Yep. By the way, it's not just for children. They have a smaller mask for children and they have a bigger one for adults. But you guys, I tell you this story because I really believe in my heart that my spirit guide was telling me that they knew something like that. I was going to be dealing with that. And that's why I ordered this. So I tell you this to A, always listen to your gut and B, go buy LifeVac because it's LifeVac.net. But um, anyways, they're not a sponsor of the show. I'm literally just telling you this because I really, I, I would want somebody to tell me that. Like I, if I could save my child's life or an adult's life. Um, people don't know this. I think choking is like one of the number one hazards of children's death. And then um, adults 75 and above, it's like the number three leading cause of death. Yeah. So, And I didn't realize so many people had endorsed this product. I mean, Dr. Yeah. Oz did a whole thing on it. Like it's all over the news is now. Is it Dr. Oz? It was the doctors that did a, a segment on it. Um, the um, It was Kevin Harrington that did something. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Dr. Oz did, but there was, a, it's a lot of people have edified the product and said, great. And they've saved, that's been recorded so far, 63 kids lives. Kids lives. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, we got way sidetracked, but the thing about Vito, that was so cool that he showed up and he talked to us and I'm just telling you guys those things again, because if you do believe in that, or if you do want that to happen, meaning if you if you want people to like show you signs and stuff, you have to ask for it. You have it. to ask because it did it. You to, to wrap up this story, Courtney was leaving. I grabbed Skylar because we always wave goodbye to Courtney as she as she drives out of the driveway. And there's a lizard that's oh, on the yeah, curb, right? And this right. is this is the this is the morning after we've we've had to put uh, put Vito down. And so Courtney leaves. We wave goodbye, and I see a lizard on the curb. And so I walk over and I go, Skyler, I go, look at the lizard. Look at this lizard. The lizard was literally right next to um, a crack in the concrete between where the driveway hits the curb. And I look down, there's a feather (laughs) sticking up like it had grown out of the crack. So crazy. Sticking straight up. Yeah. And I grab it and it's like, if I hadn't seen the lizard who was pointing at the feather, I would have never noticed it. Now, how the hell did a feather get shoved down in this crack? So it looked like it was growing up like a dandelion. There's no reason for a feather to be there. No, that's so weird. Right? So weird. Just to tell you kind of a cute story too, when I had Skylar, my brother, um, he had found a feather. I forget where he was, but he had found a feather and he brought it to the hospital and he's like, this is Rocco. You oh, know, that's right. Giving Ethan, you Ethan did that. That was so cool. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, it's just little cute things like that that have happened. Um, and it's really helped the healing process. And, you know, my heart's still obviously very raw and, and struggling. And, you know, they say it takes a lot of time for you to, you know, go through the morning of a loss, no matter what it is. So I'm just going through it, filling it. Um, and then sadly, you know, the end of my week ended with all of the, you know, finding out about the sex trafficking and just everything that's happening. And I know that there's so many people that want to claim it's pro- propaganda and conspiracy theories and all this, but I'm here to tell you guys it's real. Um, 
This know. is this is like a whole nother episode. I mean, yeah. I, I want, we should hear from from the fans. If people truly have interest in learning about some of that stuff, we need to find some experts. We need to bring some people on. This, well, this is a show that should be discussed about what's happening. Well, I'm wondering if we can get someone like Tim Ballard on. I was talking with him. If you guys don't know who Tim Ballard is, follow him on social. He's incredible. He used to be um, a CIA agent that, that literally left his job in order to start helping uh, rescue these children and, and get these sex traffickers. Um, How about, can we get Jim Caviezel? Uh, so Jim Caviezel is the actor in the movie that Tim Ballard just, um, helped just produce. produce called Sound of Freedom. It's all about sex trafficking. I posted it on my page. And Jim Caviezel, there's a little bit of a backstory there for me. He's an incredible actor. He's a very, very uh, godly man. And I know him from Jeff. Uh, Jim Caviezel and him were good friends and Jim actually came to the hospital several times with Jeff and I and spent a lot of time talking with Jeff um, just about his spirituality and all that, which I so appreciated. And I love that he, you know, pours his heart into the projects. He was in Passion of the Christ, I think. Yeah, with Passion Mel of Gibson the Christ, yep. mm-hmm. So he just pours his heart into these projects and does really, you know, um, transformational, like, work that's like really making a difference. And I, and I just love what he, um, what he stands for. So anyways, he's in that movie. He's the lead actor there and Tim Ballard's doing some great things. Um, we're going to be doing a private showing of our screening of that movie here in Orange County with some influencers. So I'll be posting about that. Um, and then, um, I actually, you know, off the record, I spoke with a special ops guy for about three hours last week. Um, obviously I'm not going to give names or anything like that cause I can't, but I really just wanted to know how I could get more involved and, um, and Slate happened to know somebody that was directly involved in, in that. So I got on the phone with him, learned so much, you guys, so much. They're just, it's so, kind of mind blowing, isn't it? Like the yeah. reality of what's happening. The reality of it's and really sad. The, the reason we bring it up too is it is, it's a very touchy subject. It is kind of a not too taboo subject. Yeah. But, but I will tell you through these conversations and some of the work that I've done in the, the companies that I represent, they do deal with or have dealt with um, surveillance, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do this globally. And I believe that the education is really important. The way that these children are being taken advantage of or the way that this game is played by these predators is what will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just think that Parents out there need to be educated as to yep. what's happening online socially, what's happening with the texting, how some of these children are being groomed. Mm-hmm. You know, we even talked about, you shared a story with me yesterday. We won't get into the depths of this because, again, it does need to be a whole other episode. But, you know, these these parents that have trafficked children at malls, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's happening right in front of right our Right in front eyes. of your eyes. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Orange County is one of the largest, like, trafficking spaces or ca- ca- counties. That's what they're saying, right? In America. Yeah. 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 I mean, like literally right in our backyard. I mean, I've heard crazy stories. I did went and did a March this last week, um, down in Huntington beach, a rally, um, to help bring attention to this with some of my girlfriends We're called the freedom fighters. And like a couple of the girls in, in that group had Had been, had experienced it and had been, had been kidnapped and like literally were going to be sex trafficked. So, and that that happened in Irvine, you guys, like what's supposed to be the best, like save a city. And they didn't even want it to get in the press because they wanted to keep their numbers of Irvine as the safest city. So that's the scary stuff that's happening that we don't know about. 
So and this comes on the heel of all the controversy or the the, the stuff about Wayfarer yeah. that's out there. And, yeah. And I'll tell you, we have some personal experience about, you know, just some of the stuff that goes on. Like we were even talking to uh, individuals that had gotten tied up in the um, uh, addiction world. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they go, you don't even understand. Like Craigslist. Yeah. Number one place people go to get stuff. Yeah. It's it's roofing companies. Mm-hmm. Call and ask for crystal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crystal meth. Yeah. You know, it's like they're putting these codes out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you know, talk, you know, we can roof your house using black tar. Yeah. It says that. Well, it's black tar heroin. Yeah. So the codes that people use and the stuff that happens right under our noses, like I am blown away. Yeah. I just feel like just people being educated to what's happening can't hurt. Yeah. And and those are all like future episodes or things that we need to discuss to get professionals in here to educate us about what's going on around us. Because don't you feel so, I feel so ignorant? Well, ignorant and vulnerable. Uh, yes. A lot more vulnerable than I think we knew. And here's the thing. It's not... To like scare you, because I will say this last week, I've been a lot more scared. Like I really like, I'm like, you know what? I need to like go out with pepper spray now. I need to do this. It's not even about trying to scare you. It's about really trying to educate you and pre- and get you prepared and, yeah. and allow you to not be in a situation where you're like, I wish I had known or I wish like, you know, I know it sounds stupid, but like I said this forever when I was advocating for fertility, I wish I had known in my twenties that I could freeze my eggs and I wouldn't have to go through as much as I did you know, in, in my in late thirties. So it's about being empowered with the knowledge and understanding how to protect yourself, what to look for, how to be aware of it, how to protect your children. Obviously Slade and I, that's our number one priority is protecting our child or our children. We have multiple kids, but his other two kids are grown now. So um, it's right now with Sky being so young and being a girl on top of it, it really like freaks us out. Right? So and we want to be sure that we're, you know, uh, and Pass, not to passing say passing on the information to help our friends, help our family, help our yeah. listeners, everyone. Yeah. And not to say that, by the way, this happens to little boys just as much as little girls. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that sometimes I feel like little girls are more of a target sometimes. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I was when I was little. <laughs> that's I mean, a whole, I was. Okay, look, that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, so the point is, is that we want to tell those things to you guys to help you, um, you know, help educate you. So this last week, tough, tough week. I know. We're going to wrap up, baby. I'm wrapping it right now. Wrapping it with a big bow. <laughs> He's like mouthing to me, wrap it up. Well, because I know. I know. Th- this is like three separate episodes. You know if what? I just let you go. Sometimes we could just talk and just let it all hang out. <laughs> but then I got to order in lunch. We got to give the fans an opportunity to get some popcorn and a Coke. I mean, like we got to be able to take a break. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Again, I guess our question of the week is, what's our question of the week? Well, you, you actually asked like 900 questions okay, just so during the episode. I feel like we don't have to do the question. No, I probably don't have to do the question, but I guess the question would be, what I'd like to know actually, are, are there things of interest that people want to know more about? Let's have them communicate back to us. Yeah, I like you know, that. What would you like us to do as far as what bringing topics? these episodes to you? You know, yeah. I mean, I think we labeled three or four different things that we want to go out and get some information on and bring it back to the fans. Yeah. So there's a lot happening. So please remember to subscribe. Remember to download. We love your comments. Uh, love your support. Love your testimonials. Thank you guys so much for your support. I want to say that too, just real quick. You guys are the best followers ever. I mean, I know that like I was talking about the flowers and stuff I got, but it's not it's not about the monetary things. It's truly about the meaning behind what the, the message and the meaning that you guys, you know, send to me. So all of your messages, there was 
so many messages and DMs and, you know, stuff from you guys, emails. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for the support and the love through the, through the happy and the bad times. You guys are the best ever. We love you. This is not too taboo. Bye guys. Everybody remember, subscribe, download. There's more to come. And thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Not Not Too Too Taboo. Taboo.